Oh, yes. <laughs> you guys have talked about how warm it is and like it's hot and we've had summer breaks and my shoes got wet because it won't stop raining. <laughs> oh, good old England. Even in times like this, you can be relied on to just rain over everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad my shoes haven't melted onto the asphalt. <laughs> well, try get putting yourself into Jeff's shoes. Huh? Uh, they're, they're soggy and uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Which does bring us what we're going to be talking about this week. Hi, welcome to Indulgently Minimal. I am Moggy and I am joined today by Jeff. Hey up, guys. And Murdoch. Hello, everyone. And this week, we're not going to be talking about shoes per se, but rather indulging where it matters. So a lot of the times we've been talking about trying to buy mindfully or you know, minimize the indulgence. But every now and again, there are times when, if not spending the most money, like obviously the most expensive doesn't always equal the best, but sometimes splurging or indulging on the right thing can be really important. And in fact, minimizing or going too cheap here can be harmful. One case would be shoes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but cheap shoes come back and haunt you. And then sometimes you leave a trail of those shoes in the shop as you go to buy new shoes because those <laughs> shoes are falling apart. <laughs> Not that that's happened to me. No, sir. No, sir. And all oh. the times that the tattered remains of those shoes remain as the sort of the garden shoes. The, they sit by the, the <laughs> yes. back door waiting for you, just like, I need to go outside for five minutes to put something in the bin. There you are, my old friend. And they're, they're like, kill me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shoes are definitely difficult. The nice ones, well, the nice looking ones may not be that comfortable or not that long lasting. This is very There's true. also that odd search uh, for the shoe <laughs> for you, one that fits you. One that fits, one that looks the way you want, one that's the style you want. I've been let down by mm -hmm. companies that have they've changed hands or they've changed something and suddenly a shoe that you've worn for the last 15 years, you can't buy anymore because they just disintegrate after three months of use. I mean... Uh -huh. Shoes are a really good entrance into this discussion because one of my all-time favorite economic theories can at least be partially prescribed to Terry Pratchett, who put forward <laughs> Vime's theory of shoes that the reason the rich were rich was because they get to spend less money. A rich person may buy you know, one pair of boots for $50 and then they keep that pair of boots for 10 years, whereas the poor can only buy a cheap pair of boots that falls apart in three months and then you keep buying shoes. So over time, and this is, this is true, you can get a false mm. economy by spending cheaply. You then have to replace it more often and you end up spending more money over time than you would otherwise. So, but you don't always have the choice. Like this, if you, mm. are, if you are able to be able to fork out a larger sum for a higher quality shoe for example it's it's a good investment in you know for your own time and health but it's mm -hmm. not always possible you don't always have that money there to spend on shoes hmm. and that's why it's expensive to be poor <laughs> but it doesn't always work out that way like for example i, I not so much of, uh, recently but i did a lot of running you know a lot of running and i bought some very expensive running shoes that were great you know they had like all the technology in them that stopped you from falling over because i'm clumsy and those two pairs of shoes that I bought have both fallen apart and have been thrown away. And the cheap pair of Puma running trainers that aren't specialized or anything have lasted me for seven, eight, nine years. And 
they've had literally everything kicked out of them, pun intended. I've done tough muddering <laughs> them three times and they're still going. They're soggy. They're so, so very soggy right now. That'll be mm. the mud. <laughs> but, you know, so it's, it, yeah, it's definitely like, as you say, expensive doesn't always mean the best. That, it's mm. such, a, I'm glad we got an opportunity to say it up top because, you know, obviously we're talking about indulging where it matters. It kind of like, oh yes, let us go and buy the finest fruits and cheeses to indulge our appetite. No, we're getting the right thing. But I mean... I want cheese now, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> cheese is delicious. Mm. I I, um, I do have a nice manure on the go at the moment, Jeff. Uh, ooh, uh, nice. It's, it's, it's a difficult argument as well. It's basically good things are often expensive. Mm. Expensive things are not necessarily good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. And this is where I will just pull ever so slightly a single thread from our previous, you know, long series rant. Algorithmic content has made this search like 10 times harder than it needs to be now that we're not even sure what is a promoted post what is advertising what is real what is astroturfing like i just want to go somewhere and sort of go guys what shoe do i buy i want shoe tell me what shoe and guys go yes we all buy this shoe this shoe good and like ah yes the internet of old to go back to you know a previous episode, that's what Reddit was used to be so good for. Mm -hmm. Because mm. you wouldn't go to Reddit and say, what shoe should I buy? You'd go to Reddit and say, this shoe is the best. And then people <laughs> would actually tell you what the good shoe was. <laughs> you know, now we're trapped in this algorithmic nightmare and you've really got to pick through it to figure out what's good and what is still good. Because, you know, so these companies change hands, people get bought out, people retire, and yada, yada, yada. So maybe you find a Reddit thread from 10 years ago saying, yes, we buy this shoe, but this shoe is now owned by a big company who made it bad shoe. Well, like, for example, our old favorite classic shoe that has a star on it, you all know what I'm on about, <laughs> was bought out by a company that has a tick on it, and now those shoes disintegrate, and I've moved yeah. on from those shoes Same. tragically, because I, I love those shoes, and, and I'm now wearing, um, well, uh, there's no there's no euphemism for that brand is there <laughs> there's no euphemism there's no Famous euphemism skating for brands <laughs> oh no, no it's like well, I'm not, my daily my daily drivers are doc martens no, oh not like, the etnies right. no the, the etnies are my summer shoes but the doc mm. martens are oh. i need a pair of shoes i can wear every day and they're not going to get a hole in them because it's raining mm. all the time and i need my feet not to be soggy when i go to work oh, yeah. I, see. I miss the scarf about... boots i do oh the scarper boots that that thing those really were soldiers they sloped on i mean they lasted me when i did my lands of john o'groats and they lasted what 1900 miles yeah i mean and can you imagine if you cheaped out on those like i mean i saw those shoes you had worn them down to the you know like <laughs> there was the, no grip it was the foam underneath the grip that's all that was left i think you could see toe <laughs> there were they were certainly not watertight at the end but yeah i mean i, I there were people <laughs> i encountered that were wearing cheap shoes on their hikes day hikes through, mm -hmm. you know smaller through hikes and hmm. yeah the shoes were disintegrating and they were miserable i mean there was one bloke i found who was like his the, the sole was coming off and it looked like a muppet's mouth just flapping as he walked <laughs> oh. i think there used and, to be a shoe muppet <laughs> yeah and he was trying to fix it by tying the shoelace around it because it was essentially he's walking on a cliffside and it's dangerous you know you're gonna Oof. fall off oh and fortunately, because I was carrying everything in the world on my back, I'm like, aha, I can help you, sir. I have a roll of duct tape. And his wife was like, why? 
Why do you have a roll of duct tape, sir? For this exact moment, your cape billowing in the breeze. My cape fixed uh, by duct tape from all the tears in it, which is why I had the duct tape. Uh, I've been lucky with a shoe with tick, basically. Uh, Found the same shoe from 10 years ago. Still as comfy, still as hardy. Like, this specific shoe has been been a lovely acquisition mm. more expensive mm. than i'd like unfortunately because it has moved from like this is an everyday shoe to ah look style fashion retro <laughs> no these are meant to be abused yeah yeah oh. and and i think that kind of, the reason we wanted to start with shoes is because one of the key areas i think in life some of the best advice i've ever been given is invest well in things that sit between you and the ground shoes chairs, mattresses, anything that is supporting your fleshy corporealness needs to be good Ugh. because... <laughs> you don't I like don't fleshy... Like, I don't like it described like that. <laughs> okay, so your meat the software. <laughs> the, I quit. the software, I'm basically. Quit. I'm, I'm, I'm quitting Wet the podcast wear. again. <laughs> Actually, oh. like I've heard, it, I've heard it referred to as a... This is like in IT terms, it's the picnic. Uh, or a picnic problem. Problem in chair, not computer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's good. But yeah, because it's misery inducing when you get it wrong or when something fails upon you. A, a shoe that doesn't fit you or starts to wear out or rubs you the wrong way, it's a special kind of misery likened only to toothache. But a mattress or a chair can introduce actual health problems, right? Yeah. Like it can mess up your back, it can mess up your neck. I can definitely attest. When I first moved here, basically, there was an extra mattress lying around between family, not being used. So I figured, okay, this seems like a good temporary solution for now. Free mattress, can't complain. Those things are usually expensive. Hmm. Until I did complain. I was just waking up in pain. Mm -hmm. for a mm. while and realized, wait a second, this, this thing is not good for me. Like, I am sleeping at awkward angles because the mattress itself was not supportive. Mm. So whereas it served a temporary purpose, it did cause later on problems. Yeah, mattresses are tough because they're so expensive and, like, they're supposed to last about 10 years. Mm. And I definitely wouldn't want to be buying a new one more often than that. But yeah, once they go, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. So this mattress didn't even last a year. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, pretty much. So in, in, in my search for a replacement, I also had a little bit of a sort of cross-benefit analysis. Like I realized this is something I should invest in, mm -hmm. but at the same time, a mattress that is advertised to be usable for 10 years more often than not, by the time that, you know, lifespan has hit around, you are unhappy with the mattress. So I'm running essentially a live experiment where I'm looking at a five-year lifespan for the mattress. Mm. I mean, have you heard the, some of the horror stories of like the old box string mattresses and when they go, the spring pops up and it's like, oh, it, it just goes, fires straight mm. through the mattress. And if you're sat there, your butt oh. becomes a kebab. Oh, no, Jeff, no. <laughs> That's I mean, horrible. Which is why I'm grateful this mattress does not have any metal springs in it. I'm a big mm. fan of memory foam, yes. <laughs> well, this isn't a memory foam mattress. I don't even know what this mattress is. Mm, I'm not sure. I know uh, when I, cause I was, I was going to say, IKEA has some very nice and very affordable options in the memory foam or 
hybrid mattresses. The mattress technology baffles me, but the, it, it exists. Mm -hmm. oh, there, there, there are so many options. So I did end up with a higher-end IKEA mattress. Um, I'm not going to say it was extremely expensive, but it was a sum of money. And in my head, this uh, is a good investment. When you said higher-end, so. I thought it meant you get it from the really high top shelf at IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> the friendly giant from last episode has to come and lift exactly, it down yeah. for you, yeah. I, 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 I was try, trying to recreate that, that, that fairy tale, the princess and the pea. Just stack <laughs> all the mattresses. Like, I can still feel it. Um... I know, but like it, it was it was an involved search. There was no walk into the place and say, give me the best mattress you have. It was quite literally a couple of visits where, you know, I'd spend some time just lying down on the mattress. Is this good? Is this not good? So I took my time mm. and I did end up with a more expensive mattress than what the baseline would provide. And in my head also, I'm thinking that a five-year lifespan is good. Mm. Marge, I hear you have a different opinion on lifespans. <sighs> Mattresses are expensive, and I think they should last 10 years at least, as long as you're looking after them, rotating them every six months or so, and mm. as well, making sure you're getting the right mattress for you. People have their preferences. Some people like a soft mm. mattress. Some people like a hard mattress. Some people like a Goldilocks mattress that's just right. Some people uh -huh. like hammocks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I spent years sleeping on a futon, like the Japanese-style cotton things. Hmm. Ultimately, you need to learn what works for you, but and it's a really difficult process because it's kind of like chairs, where sometimes a chair that feels good is not good for you. And I think it's the same with mattresses. Like, you need to learn what your body needs as opposed to, mm. like, like, oh, this is so soft and fluffy, I shall... Fall asleep in the cradled in the feathered the arms of an angel, and then you wake up in agony. Oh, this is this is definitely an important point. Sometimes these things don't show up within the first few hours, the first few days. Sometimes not even within the first few months. So I think I think some mattress stores, especially dedicated ones, have return policies. Mm -hmm. And I think there's now a thing, I don't know which countries it's available in. Again, a point that we like to make, not everybody lives in Los Angeles and the, you know, the hub of modern Everything. conveniences. There are these online things where they will do a survey and then ship you the mattress. And if you're not 100% satisfied, yada, yada, yada. But mm -hmm. it's a process. But that's what, we're, that's what we're here for, right? That's what Indulgently Minimal is. It's that's a process. That's what we do. But I mean, mm -hmm. it just when you said you were, you went to the mattress store, Murdoch, and you took your time, it just, it reminds me of like, I always feel super awkward in a store when I'm trying something out. I feel super awkward trying out shoes and I feel super awkward testing out gear in store. But, and it, you know, which le sometimes leads me to rush things, which is a terrible thing to do. So it's like- It when, definitely is a terrible thing. This, this, is, this is one place where you need to, you know, essentially stand up for your right to yeah. make a valid assessment, not rushed into a decision, right? I mean, you know, don't turn up with your pajamas and your hot chocolate and your slippers to get ready for a night <laughs> in. But. Okay. But I need to understand the mattress. I need to understand it in its context, but in that's, its own that's environment. You do. You do. <laughs> that's really how you need to test out a mattress. Lying on it for a couple of minutes isn't enough. Yeah. No. It's tricky. 
Um, but at the same time, it's one that's worth indulging in, not just the financially, but the the research, the effort to get it right. The effort and the time. At the time, exactly. The alternative is a bad back. It's waking up multiple times a night. It's mm-hmm. grouchy, irritable. There's nothing quite like a life of bad sleep. It just ruins everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I was indulging where it matters. I, I'm I think it's a really good point to drive home because what we're talking about so often is minimizing and it is so important and I think most of what we do needs to be minimized. Mm-hmm. You know, we've said it before, we need to minimize the amount of time we're spending on social media. We need to minimize the constant upgrade and tech shiny cycle. Mm-hmm. But there are certain th- there are certain things where minimizing is not not the right move. It's not the right decision yeah. to make. You know, like food is a great example of one where yeah, you want to minimize on your food spending, perhaps maybe get a little less luxury, but you need to make sure that the food you're getting is still high quality, nutritious, yeah, real food. It's not something to. Mm. It's not that's not where you can really cut it or cut things on. You need to be getting a good, high quality level of food just so you just so you're doing all right day after day. I mean, for me, it would definitely be minimize the junk, maximize, Mm -hmm. indulge in the quality. So, you know, good, high-quality vegetables are delicious. Good, high-quality fruit is delicious. Minimize on the cookies. It's like, (laughs) outgo the junk food cookies. Indulge on the high-quality homemade cookies. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) Oh, baking Jeff is back. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh yes, I've, I've I've got a kitchen. I've got a stand mixer. I've got it all. Well, I've, got, I've got I've got no flour or sugar or eggs or. But soon, it's great. Great. Now 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 I have cookies to look forward to in in in, in dreams. Oh. <laughs> on that new mattress. But, uh, well, pretty much yes. Dream of the cookies on the mattress. For the love of God, don't eat cookies on the mattress. <laughs> that's how no, we get that's, ants. That's, <laughs> this, this way leads to ants. Yes. No, it's been it's been good though. Like I do finally have a a mattress replacement. It's one of those odd situations as well where sometimes no news is good news. Like for a while I was complaining about back pain, you know, upon waking up from sleep. Now there's no more complaints. I forget that I have a comfortable mattress and I just go to sleep. It's the old, uh, I, I think those who work in IT will feel this deeply on a molecular level that, and it's a quote from Futurama, of course, it, sometimes when you do things right, people will question whether you did anything at all. You forget mm-hmm. that a good mattress is doing its job, just like you forget that a good system administrator is doing their job. <laughs> Your system administrator is doing a great job. You should visit them. You should thank them every now and then. Hmm. <sighs> Which I think leads us to the final thing I really wanted to touch upon today because it also, it bridges a couple gaps that we've talked about a lot over the the past episodes. And that's chairs, literally the thing that sits between you and the ground. But I think this is another area where especially people who work in an office, people who work from home, you're going to spend a large amount of time sat at a desk, unless you have one of these fancy standing desks. And I think it can be the biggest cause of back pain for most of us is either bad posture or actually a bad chair. Bad man posture. That's like, I was definitely one of those people. I mean, I don't have it anymore, but when I don't have a desk anymore, a home desk, 
But when I had my own little home office setup, I had a chair and I was one of those people that would sit in a chair almost like the shape of a U. Uh, my <laughs> back was just like, I'd be curled up in it. My legs would be up on the desk and I'd, be, and I'd wake up every morning going, why does my back hurt so much? I don't understand what's going on. Meanwhile, I'm folding myself like a chair. Well, so you um, didn't sit so much as you melted into the <laughs> into a <laughs> Jeff-like puddle into the chair. It was very, oh. very, it was very, very comfortable, but ultimately very bad for me. Yeah. No, good, good posture is also tricky. Like y your back has a natural S shape mm. or should have a natural S shape. <laughs> Curved forwards like a C is very bad for your back. If you're huddled over on your desk, it's also apparently very bad for your yeah. back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's one of those things every time, every, every now and then you have to sort of stand up and stretch out. And there's the whole thing where your chest is supposed to be like a, <laughs> like aiming towards people's the whole thing where your nips are supposed to be laser beams and you're sort of shooting people in the face that's, as you walk that's that, good that, posture that's the posture you need you need to be pretending your your nips are laser beams and you're you're firing them off into people's faces Jeff has told me this before and it does actually help me on a day-to-day -day basis <laughs> remind myself how to walk like, do, 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 do. why is that man smiling do, 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 do. It, it really helps it's, it's amazing how much it actually helps Hmm. And it's it, chairs are an awkward conversation as well because when you bring up shoes, people will spend good money on shoes. And like, no, 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 this is my comfort. I walk in them every day. And hmm. People will spend good money on mattresses. Like the you know, the argument doesn't need to be made. No, no, no. I sleep max amount of hours per day every but chairs? day. But chairs, it's like, uh, it's this, fine. I will get something affordable, and if it's bad or if it breaks down, I'll just buy another. And what you're actually paying for is so this chair came with the apartment, therefore it's ah. good enough. Like I found it; it was here with the Romans. Well, it's like it's like this folding chair from the local, you know, the local thrift store. You know, it's got no, it's got no padding whatsoever. Hmm. Well, it's, I mean, ah, this is perfectly, I can spend all day in this chair. Why does everything hurt all the time? I mean, I, I've had that, like the last couple of weeks I was moved offices and the office I sat in the chair, it must have been there since before time immemorial and the cushion has since worn out. So you basically sat on the bare plastic and I was standing up in agony. My tailbone was literally aching from this chair. And now I've gone and found something that has a cushion, but the back doesn't work anymore. And I am, I need to speak to management and fix this. And that's another thing. And this is what I wanted to talk about with chairs. Like you can spend a lot of money on a chair, but ultimately I feel like my employer should be spending that money. Like, and depending on where you live, your employer has to spend at least a certain amount of care and effort on your we, desk. We've setup. mentioned it. We've mentioned it before, but if if it's required, if it's in an office and it's required for you to work in that office at the company, then the company should be providing that, whether it's chairs or equipment or whatever. But when mm. you mentioned that that chair was super old, all I can imagine is like scratched into the back. It's like Heracles was here or something. <laughs> mm. I mean, it it did. Uh, it was made of marble. <laughs> the British had stolen little pieces of it, as we as we do, as we do. We, we, ah, but I mean, you can spend an awful lot on chairs, right, Murdoch? Oh my God, this has been the new search at the moment. Uh, I have been suffering from you know lower back pains because of the chair I have been sitting in. Gamer chairs, big X. They are not good for you. They're designed for you to be, you know, 
swirling about on a circuit at I don't know how many G's and kept in place. They're not meant to be planted in front of a screen for many, many hours. Um, I, I think they I, also suffer from the comfort fallacy. You know, they sort uh, of like game in style, game in comfort. They're not there to look after you. They're there to kind of like sit in it and you go, ooh, I feel so cushy. I feel like, you know, that's not necessarily good for you, unfortunately. No. But the the big one, the big office chair company, they charge an exorbitant amount of money for chairs. It's a scary, like, landscape for these high-end office chairs, uh, simply because what you are actually paying for is not, you know, a life-changing experience, although it's priced that way. <laughs> yeah. The best you can hope for is that you sit in this chair for X number of hours and you get up without suffering too much. I was going to say, have you guys ever sat down for long enough and you stand up and then you fall over because your butt literally cramps up? Uh-huh. Oh, that was my experience these past two weeks. Yeah, yes. like full, <laughs> like full on butt cramp. It's it's an it's it's an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it means when you you feel like no, this is how it ends. That's when you know that your chair <laughs> needs to be replaced. When you have that, like your life flashes before your eyes as you stand up. Moment. There's nothing mm. quite as demoralizing as having to waddle like a penguin because you can't stride <laughs> properly. <laughs> yep, yep. No, no nip lasers there. <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody's nip lasered my butt. That's why it's all cramping. Mm. Yep. yep. But, but but it is quite literally a very, very difficult landscape to navigate in terms of finding out how much you're willing to part with for something that is good enough, but we don't mean it at the lower end of good enough. We mean it at the higher end of good enough. Like this chair will last me a couple of years without causing issues, without me needing to replace it because it's breaking down or yeah. because it's breaking me. It falls into the same category as shoes and mattresses. And it's just mm-hmm. unfortunate because they are insanely expensive. And mm-hmm. it's also... Probably one of the main downsides for those who have been lucky enough to get full-time work from home, it kind of puts the onus on your home office being your responsibility when you Mm -hmm. go to an office. And I think this needs to be kind of like, this is the dichotomy that needs to be balanced. When you go to an office, especially if you are being forced to, or at least heavily incentivized to go to an office... That employer has a huge responsibility then to make sure that the office is set up for your needs. They shouldn't just be throwing folding chairs and laptops on, you know, plywood or anything like that. A Mm. laptop hunch is a thing you're supposed to now Mm. have. Again, in England, you're now required to set up people's desks in appropriate ways. Laptops should be elevated onto little holders and monitors have Mm. to be set up per person. There is a responsibility. But... Mm. On the flip side, if you're lucky enough to work from home, it's now your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, your office provides some sort of fund to set up your office. I know some have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, even if even if you've got the funds to set it up, it's still uh, having the insight and knowledge on yourself on where to think, you know, because everybody's positions are going to be different. What, what works for somebody might not work for you. The monitor needs to be in a particular place. Your desk mm-hmm. needs to be at a particular height for your height with your chair. You know, it all it all goes into it and you need to mess around with it because you can easily fall into sitting in a certain position and it turns out, oh, no, this is terrible. I've got bunk cramp. I've got to waddle like a penguin to the coffee counter and everybody's going to laugh. Huh. Oh, on, on, on that note, here's a small little interesting tip. Most desks are set up too high. Yeah, you shouldn't be looking. I think if I remember correctly, Jeff, I think you said you went through this more recently than I did. 
your monitor should be set up so that the center of it is at eye level, something like that. Like you're it's either the center or the top half of it. Yeah. Mm. Like it's, yeah, but it's not supposed to be above you. It's not, it's certainly not supposed to be below you. I think it's meant to be, it's either the center of the monitor is supposed to be at eye level or the top of the monitor is supposed to be eye level. I can't remember mm. which. I've got it center at the moment. Mm. My mm. my monitor is centered and that seems to be working for me. I haven't had any issues. Mm. There's there's like guides and diagrams you can find online and there's many other thing, little things you can do to make sure your desk is working for you and not against you. Another mm -hmm. really simple one people may not realize is that monitors come out of the box with the brightness set way too high because mm. it's for a showroom. It makes it pop. It makes it look it dazzle, razzle, dazzle, razzle. It reminds, wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> there was, it reminds me years ago, um, in where I work, we're in a different office and we got some new monitors and everybody was using these monitors and everybody was adjusting the settings and there was one one bloke um, just not interested in doing anything and he was just working and it was during winter so the lights went, you know, the lights were kind of dim and it was super dark outside and you just look over and this dude is illuminated <laughs> like a renaissance <laughs> painting. <laughs> this is like, it's like, dude, your monitor is too bright. You're going to get sunburned. <laughs> oh no, it's oh. my mood lamp. It's for my seasonal affective depression. <laughs> we, we, we may have wandered off a little bit though. It's like we are now discussing things between uh, you and the wall as opposed to <laughs> in the ground. Well, yeah, no, we, we, we got nice shoes and wanderings so you, just so easy now. Exactly, yeah, we wandered <laughs> off in those beautiful, wonderful shoes. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I mean, this is, I do think it's mostly on topic. It's indulging where it matters, like spending, oh, not just sure. the, it's not just the money. And I think that's the real trap we can fall into, like either spending more than we need to or assuming that something expensive must therefore be good. It's about putting in the time and the effort and the research. Like even, and yeah, just caring about the little things just as much as like taking the brightness down a notch. I mean, I tend to take the brightness of my monitor down as low as it'll go and then go up from there mm -hmm. to mm. see like, where do I get it to a comfortable level? These little things can make a huge difference on like, so you don't leave the office like in pain, hunched over, blinking like some sort of troglodyte as you like <laughs> stumble into the outdoor world. We talked about it in a previous episode, you know, conserving some energy so you have something left over for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, these are all part of that. Yeah. Hmm. And these, these, these are investments to preserve energy as much as possible preserve yourself like you know you don't want to be that person who reaches 70 65 50 however early you can retire the earlier the better and you don't want to be this sort of hunched over you know it troll that is you know ruined your mind and body from not even for a good reason just because you couldn't be bothered to set up your desk Back in my day, we had CDs. Sure yeah. you did, Grandpa. Sure <laughs> you did. Let's go. Yep. All right, guys. Do you have any final thoughts you want to finish on today? I'm sat on my mattress right now because my recording setup is not great and not <laughs> complete yet, but the mattress is comfortable. So, so perhaps, Jeff, you need to invest in your recording setup for... Us, your colleagues, please invest in your recording setup. Well, I've, I'm still, I'm still very new in this new place. It's, it's, it's happening. I've, I've had important things to do. You know, like, um, like lounge around and eat cereal. Hmm. Cups of tea have possibly been made. 
Mebbe. Murdoch. Well, the mattress has been a success. I am currently in the search for a chair. I think the byline is quite literally, like, invest well where it matters. Like, it will pay off in due time. Again, sometimes, quite literally, no news is good news. So if you have no complaints, <laughs> there is no problem. Ah, at least hopefully. Remember to check in with yourself, check in with your body. I think sometimes you can be lulled into a false sense of security that way, especially if you're not exercising. So... Mm. Do check out our mindfulness episode for some tips on that about how to check in with yourself. And yeah, remember to invest and I think indulge just a little bit in mm -hmm. yourself. Because that's really kind of like, if you don't look after yourself, who else is going to? Pretty much. I mean, people have your best interests, but ultimately only you can really know what's good for you. Don't suffer yep. in silence, as I tell to my actors, as they're trapped in, in the booth, where, you know, where I'm sat there with the air conditioning and they're slowly baking in the summer heat. Don't <laughs> suffer in silence. Tell me. Help me to help you. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, well, we've been Indulgently Minimal. I hope you've enjoyed that episode. We're going to be coming at you with more content as we move away from the summer heat, we hope, into the autumn months. We are on Instagram, Indulgently Minimal there. Do follow us. We try to post as often as possible. We're also on Mastodon. I do keep forgetting to mention we are at Indulgently Minimal there. Any thoughts, questions, comments, send us an email at indulgentlyminimal at gmail.com. We are on coffee. So if you enjoy what we're doing, please consider buying us a coffee over there. We would really appreciate it. And thank you to everyone who has contributed so far. It really does mean a lot to us. I've been Moggy, and I have been joined by Jeff. Thanks, guys. Remember to go easy on yourselves. And Murdoch. And remember, folks, indulge a little. Thank you for listening. See you for the next one. Bye. See you later, guys. Take care, everyone.